The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. What is up, y'all? From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Music Amphitheater Studios in Louisville, Texas. I'm Max Thompson. This is Texas Football Today, and I am here by myself. I know. It's sad. It's sad. Uh, welcome in. Uh, this is episode something or other. Uh, let's see here. I, I wrote it down. Give me one second. 807. Uh, today on the show, we're going to have Greg's Picks free money and then we're going to talk with rob tharp of north texas honda these are all in the can folks uh and that is because greg tepper is out of the studio he is down in mason for tonight's uh texas football days uh season kickoff he'll be there for the wall mason game uh you guys should tune in obviously uh i'm gonna do a split screen that and the uh, north shore game i think that's uh pretty reasonable and maybe like a&m texas state on another screen how many screens you guys got Enough? I hope so. Um, first four through the door. Uh, Miziel Romero, Guy Frazier, Jacob John, and Tony Blaylock. Miziel got two messages in in the first four before the fourth person can get in. You guys are excited. Um, the comments are already out of control. I can't keep up with all of them. Anyway, uh, again, tune in to, to Fox Football Days tonight to see Tepper. Uh, the, he's going to be at Sherman Dennison for the Battle of the Axe tomorrow. The, tune into that as well. No show tomorrow. I know. It's a travesty. I can't help it. Step is stuck in a meeting during the show. Uh, Tepper is on the road. We wanted to do a mailbag, but the logistics are just kind of a nightmare. So I apologize in advance, but you guys will be all right. Uh, and without further ado, we're just gonna—I'm not gonna mess around because there's lots of stuff going on, and we need to get into it. Uh, here are Tepper's high school picks for Week One of the 2019 season. The long wait is finally over. Texas high school football is back, and we celebrate with a huge Week One. These are the picks. <laughs> Welcome into the picks, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and breathe it in. We made it through the offseason to the 2019 Texas high school football season. A lot of big games on the horizon in week one. Too many to name, in fact. But we're going to start in Mason. 7 o'clock Thursday night at the Puncher Dome in Mason, Texas. It is a 3A versus 2A clash as the Wall Hawks take on the Mason Punchers. What are the keys to this matchup? Well, key number one, Wall's flexbone offense against Mason's front seven. I really think strategically this is where the matchup is going to be won or lost. Wall knows exactly what they want to do offensively. They are a flexbone offense and they run the ball really well with their quarterback, Mason Fuchs, and their running back, Chase Rios. They go on a ground and pound against this Mason defense that historically has been very, very good. And they've got a playmaker up front in Sloan Stoltz, the defensive MVP of last year's 2A Division I state championship game. This front seven for Mason has always been a strength under Michael McLeod, who now gets the promotion from defensive coordinator up to head coach. So when this strength-on-strength matchup comes to blows at the Puncher Dome, who wins out? Key number two, who steps up for the punchers? And I mean that offensively. Obviously, last year's state championship team had a number of big-time playmakers, like their quarterback, Otto Wofford, an outstanding running back in Jake Cocker. And, well, those guys are gone, and they need guys to step up in their stead and be playmakers for this offense. Now, they've got Clay Clearner back, and I know they're really excited about this running back, Jace Eckert, and you should know the name of Witt Bierschwally, their new quarterback. He's going to be a playmaker as well. But these are, in many respects, outside of Clearner, maybe unknown commodities. We don't really know what this offense is going to look like early. Can they find their identity early or will the wall defense pounce? And key number three, the scene. 
There are few places in the world quite like the Puncher Dome in Mason, Texas, and it has been home sweet home for Mason for many, many years. In fact, they have won 38 straight games at R. Clinton Shoals Stadium in Mason, Texas, and they don't plan on stopping anytime soon. That's a big playmaker as far as intangibles is concerned. Also, this is opening night. Hey, listen, there are going to be butterflies. This is the first game on the first night of the new season. And, oh yeah, by the way, this game is going to be broadcast statewide live on in prime time on Fox Sports Southwest as part of the Texas Football Days promotion. So there's that added element of TV cameras all over the place. There's a lot going on in this game. Which team handles it better? Who am I picking? I'm going with Mason. I think they get the champion's advantage in this one even early. I think that that championship pedigree carries them in Michael McLeod's debut as the head coach at Mason. Now, I think that this flex bone offense for Wall can give them some trouble. And don't forget, Wall's defense, led by defensive end Joe Walker, figures to be pretty good. But I think that the running game with Clay Clearner really gets going. I think that they ride this momentum of 38 straight games and a chance to show off on statewide television to another win. Give me Mason to win on opening night. To Texoma Land we go, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Bearcat Stadium in Sherman. It's the Battle of the Axe, one of the great rivalries in Texas high school football as the Denison Yellow Jackets visit the rival Sherman Bearcats. What are the keys to this matchup? Well, key number one, blood feud. These two teams do not like each other, and history tells you why. This is the longest continuous rivalry in Texas high school football, dating all the way back to 1901, and these two towns do not care for one another. It should make for an outstanding scene on Fox Sports Southwest as part of the Texas Football Days promotion. Uh, as for the game, well, recently it's been all Denison. They have won six in a row in this series, their longest such stretch in this series, and I'll tell you, I know this sticks in Sherman's crawl. Winning the Axe is one of the biggest things for any senior class at either of these schools. And so this figures to be an emotional, high-energy game. Who can handle the scene better? Key number two, Denison's Lightning versus Sherman's Thunder. Both these teams want to run the ball. They the run, and I think that it's easy to see why when you take a look at both of these rosters. Denison has a super sophomore named J.D. Price that you need to know. He was absolutely dazzling as a freshman last year, and this kid is a burner in the open field. When he gets a crease, it is zoom gone all the way to the end zone. On the other side for Sherman, boy, they've got a big physical back in Mictavian Brown. This guy is a load to bring down, and he loves to welcome contact and run over people. Both these teams want to establish the run in their own way, who is more successful doing it, especially early. And key number three is Sherman's defense up to the challenge. I hate to put it on one unit, but I think that the Bearcats defense is ultimately going to determine the outcome of this game. Take a look at the last six games, all of them won by Denison. Sherman has given up an average of 41.6 points per game. It's simply not going to cut it. In fact, the last time Denison was held under 35 points by Sherman was 2012, and Sherman won! This is the name of the game here. They need a big game from their linebacker, Ethan Bedgood, their defensive back, Gage Smith. If the Sherman defense steps up, they can win this game and take back the axe. Are they up to the challenge? Who am I picking? I'm going with Denison. You don't pick against the streak even in a game like this, a rivalry game to be televised on Fox Sports Southwest. It is going to be a wild atmosphere. But six in a row is six in a row, and right now I think Denison simply has their arch rivals number. Now, I think Sherman's got a great path to victory here. They gotta ride the wave of emotion, they gotta get a big game from Mike Tavian Brown, and that defense has gotta step up, especially pick up a couple of turnovers, force the Yellow Jackets to put the ball on the ground a couple of times. Uh, but for now, I think J.D. Price has a big game. The speed for Denison, a little bit too much to overcome. I think the Yellow Jackets make it seven in a row. Give me Denison. Speaking of televised games, 7 p.m. Thursday night at Galena Park ISD Stadium. It is a 6A must-see matchup as the Katy Tigers take on the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs. And the title defense begins in earnest for North Shore after a sensational state championship a year ago where they beat Katy twice. They get them for the third time in about 17 games. Uh, and now we're going to get to see exactly what this new-look Katy offense looks like. Quarterback Bronson McClelland is the headliner here, and it's been a 
while since we've been talking about a KD quarterback as opposed to a KD running back. But Bronson McClelland is really, really talented, and Gary Joseph is one of the very best in the state at getting the most out of his players. For North Shore, they're kind of a known commodity, right? You know they've got running back Zachary Evans. They've got an outstanding quarterback in Demetrius Davis. But how healthy are they? I understand that Shadrick Banks, their star wide receiver, is a little bit nicked up, figures to miss this game. That could be a big factor. And by the way, this game's on ESPN. So this is going to be a big-time matchup between two perennial powers in the Houston area. Excited to see how this one goes down. I do think North Shore gets a champion's advantage, but I figure it to be close. Give me the Mustangs. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Tarleton State University Memorial Stadium in Stephenville. It is a 4A clash between the Argyle Eagles and the Stephenville Yellow Jackets. And the Sterling Doty era has begun in Stephenville. And there's a lot to like about this team. I think the Yellow Jackets defense figures to be pretty good. And I think this quarterback, Cade Renfro, really impressed me during the offseason, especially in 7-on-7 play. But I look at this Argyle team with quarterback Bo Hogaboom. I think they're ready for a big breakout year. I think he leads a a talented group of Eagles to a win in week one. And 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Shotwell Stadium in Abilene. It's a 6A matchup between the Amarillo Tascosa Rebels and the Abilene Eagles. And after a terrific run to the state semifinals a year ago, Tascosa comes back loaded for bear. Love what quarterback Joseph Plunk brings. And they've got a defensive lineman named L.B. Moore that you need to familiarize yourself with. They are a threat to make another deep run this season in 2019. For Abilene, it's a new era under coach Mike Fullen. Excited to see what he does. I think he's got a couple pieces that are very exciting, including quarterback Eric Abbey, but I think it's going to take a little bit of time uh, for everything to gel there in Abilene. I think Tascosa a little bit more of a finished product right now. Give me the Rebels. But those are far from the only big games in week one of the 2019 Texas high school football season. Man, it's good to say that. Let's get to the lightning round. I think Alito takes down Denton Geyer, but it's closer than last year. I think Allen gets by Cedar Hill, but it's closer than last year. And I like Austin Vandergrift to take down Cedar Park. China Spring beats Lorena. Big game in San Antonio. I like Cibolo Steele over San Antonio O'Connor. And the Duncanville Revenge Tour begins with a win over Lancaster. Baron Morton leads Eastland over Comanche. I like Edinburgh Vela to beat Laredo United. And El Paso Americas beats El Paso Eastwood. I like Frisco Reedy to beat Plano West. Give me Giddings to take down Rockdale. And in an interesting matchup for the 3A Division I state champs, I like Grandview to beat Glenrose. Highland Park edges Rockwall. Iowa Park edges Holiday. And Kerrville Tyvee beats Dripping Springs. Liberty Hill gets a win over Leander. Glen Longview starts it off with a win over Lufkin. And I like Midland Lee to beat Smithson Valley. In the Battle of Mission, I like Veterans Memorial to beat Mission High. Give me Odom over Corpus Christi West Oso. And Pleasant Grove beats Paris. Three games that figure to be very close. I like Port Neches Groves over Silsby. Give me Refurio over Tidehaven. And Richmond Foster edges College Station. Christian Huey leads Sundown over Wink. And in our six-man game of the week, I like Borden County over Strawn. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And of course, see us at texasfootball.com where you can find complete coverage of the 2019 Texas high school football season. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week one of the Texas high school football season. We'll see you. And there you have it. Greg's picks. Sure to disappoint many people and i bet he got at least one right that's usually the, the gamble we're making here all right so there's just picks um i know you guys have lots of questions and you're asking me who i want in different games with tepper not actually here you don't want to know who i got in those games i want the team you want that's that's what i'm going to say today um second part it's time for the worst segment in america and musiel brings up a great point in the comments if i'm here by myself why are we doing it and there comes a time in a man's life, Maziel, where you have to decide, do I want to do the thing I hate and not work and put my feet up? Or do I want to have to be do the work and work for 50 minutes so I don't have to do the thing I hate? Well, I'd rather just walk back out and keep watching the Champions League thing like you were saying. Um, so, without further ado, uh, here is the first segment of the year of the worst thing on the internet 256 days shut up that this is, is the long long wait that we have <sighs> done to bring back 
America's favorite segment. Way too fast. But here we are, no, ladies and gentlemen, for the third year in a row, Gee, the triumphant return uh, of free money! For your bookie. Free money! For your My bookie. college football picks against the spread. Welcome back, folks. It's been, oh, just feels so good to be back. Last year, of course, you will remember... Uh, that I went a resounding 68, 65, and By three. By the skin of your teeth. Picks. The uh, skin of your above teeth. Above 500. Uh, our guest picker today, we are joined uh, by the Vice President of Sports and Events in Arlington, the Executive Director of the Arlington Sports Commission, is our good friend, Matt Wilson. Hey, hey. You guys got something big going on at the stadium this week, right? Yeah, we've had a few things. Uh, big, big week in the city. Opened yeah. up a new hotel yesterday. Opened up a new fact. hotel. The big things. I mean, I was out there. Why was I out there? I was out there in Arlington just this past week. Um, and didn't go, oh, apparently. Oh, I was I was at an event at AT&T Stadium. And, um, yes, the, 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 the new Rangers ballpark is coming along unbelievably. Mm-hmm. 72% done. Is that right? 72% oh, wow. done. Um, but full disclosure, we are recording this early. Uh, we're recording this on Friday. Seventy-four so percent. There you go. But um, <laughs> by the time between it airs, that, two percent. Uh, the new, the new, the the new hotel, Texas Live, of course, is popping out there. Uh, the esports arena, and then you guys have a pretty big football game going on this weekend, right? That's correct. We're going to welcome the good folks of Auburn and Oregon. I hear they have at least a couple of fans. A few. Yeah. People, uh, Auburn fans seem fairly passionate. Uh, the, weird in the pantheon of of schools fan bases that are really passionate auburn's i'd say top 90 yeah i would <laughs> put them at least in the top three quarters yeah. of all college fbs college football fans uh it's gonna be a fun week out there in arlington um for um i do you think let me ask you a question you're a you're a smart guy i'm you so get, glad you, that's you, where you ended that you have your, you have your <laughs> Keep your finger near the pulse of, of Arlington. Do you get the feeling that there will be one or two Auburn or Oregon fans at Texas Live um, consuming an, a beverage? Auburn's tailgate party is at Texas Live. Is it really? Yeah. I mean, if you... Yeah, that are, is, that is actually, like, that makes me a little tense. Oh, if my gosh. If you have gosh. an aversion to the color orange, stay away from oh. Texas Live. If you love college football, though, it's going to be the place to see it. That there is going to be... Because yeah. what time's the game kick? Do you know? Uh, oh, head? gosh. Oh, I put you on the spot. I can look You put me up. on the spot. It's a Auburn, night game. Oregon. Yeah, it's, well, it's a night game. Okay, so that's what I need to know. Yeah, 6.30 kick. 6.30 kick. Which means, I mean, they'll be all there day, for, for the 11 o'clock kicks, for mm-hmm. sure. And watching on all those screens there. Yeah, the largest indoor screen uh, that's not in a stadium in the country is inside Texas Live. Oh, I didn't know and that. you have bars, restaurants, uh, places to to really spread out and, and watch great college football. I have I have I've had my share of fun at Texas yeah. Live and, and I know that the Auburn Oregon fans who are coming in for the uh, the Advocare Classic will be very mm-hmm. excited as well. All right, let's get to the uh, let's get to the real crux of the matter. We're here because you're a gambling expert. And <laughs> Um, and Vegas I of course, disagrees. And I, of course, <laughs> uh, went 68, 65, and 3 last year. So it's two gambling experts mm-hmm. uh, here to break down week one of college football. Max, what is our first game? I hate you so much. I'm so happy. Just, this is the dumbest segment. It's so stupid <laughs> that it's still going. Every time, I want to put this out there. If you are watching this on YouTube, thank you. Because every view really makes Matt Max angry. Like, it really does. I hate all of you. <laughs> 7 p.m. Thursday, out of Kyle Field, Texas State rolling in to take on the Aggies. Aggies, 34-point favorites. So Texas State just named their starter. It's going to be Tyler Vitt, the uh, the guy who started five games for the Bobcats last year, uh, going into College Station to take on the Aggies. Um, I don't know how you're feeling about the Aggies this year. My thought is they might be a little bit better than they were last year, but the schedule's so brutal that they might actually have a worse mm-hmm. record. Um, 34 points is a lot, but I will say that at home on a Thursday night in what they feel like is a showcase game, I think Jimbo Fisher is going to keep the pedal to the metal. I think they're going to win pretty comfortably against the Texas State team that even with Jake Spavitol, excited to see what he does there. Uh, probably going to take a little bit of time to get those, those gears turned. I'm going to take uh, A&M minus 34. Uh, no way that they cover. Really? No way. First game, I, don't, I hate seeing giant point spreads on the, in the first week of the year. Um, you know, A&M, like everybody else, has holes to fill. Thursday night game, uh, I feel like Texas State might come in with a few wrinkles. Ooh, okay. So yeah. you think they're going to keep it close? I think the, I, I'm not, I wouldn't say they'd keep it close if 20 points is close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. But 
Uh, I, I think A&M wins handily in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. but it might be a tighter game at halftime than our Aggie friends might might want to uh, okay. be comfortable with. Okay, that's fine. All right, I'm going to take A&M minus 34, and you are going to take Texas State plus 34. Although, whatever you say, I'm going to take X team plus 34 against basically anybody. You're, you're probably, Unless it's Alabama. Yeah, you're probably you're probably on the right side of that. Okay, what's next, Max? Oh, Tepper. This is so conflicting for you. Because mm. up up in the northeast mm. are beautiful baby snow owls from Rice. Our sweet baby owls. Are being fed to the Munkin Hive. Mm. Army, 23.5 point favorites against the Rice Owls. Um, so this is, this is tough because on one hand... Mike Bloomgren is among our favorite people. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. He's great, and we love the Owls, and we love Rice. And on the other hand, God, I just love Army <laughs> so, so much. And when that machine gets going, mm-hmm. uh, they are uh, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Army it comes in actually uh, with a fair amount of, uh, of hype this year, uh, which is kind of weird. But this is a team that obviously coming out there 11-win season last year. Uh, Kelvin Hopkins Jr. is back to, to trigger the offense. I want to be clear. I think Rice is going to be better. But I, I think that this is a very tough draw in week one to go on the road to Michy Stadium and take on an Army team that uh, that looks like they're going to be really, really good. Now, look, Rice brings back a lot of the, a lot of their defensive starters, but the defense was pretty bad last year. Mm. I'm going to take Army minus 23 and a half. I don't feel good about it because I love Mike Bloomgren, but I've got to, I've got to roll the monkey hive here. Coach Bloomgren really impressed at Texas High School uh, Coaches mm. Convention this He's year. Awesome. I mean, just everywhere that I went, people were talking about the impression that he made, and uh, I'm not sure if that's really going to translate that much on the field. <laughs> However, I played, I played college football in an option offense, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you, the first game of the year is really tough for option quarterbacks and offensive line and, and backs because spacing is so critical. That's why you see option teams really uh, get stronger as the year goes on, just because they're getting their timing right. All that being said, Army wins 23 and a half points. I'm not taking it. You know what? I think I'm going to flip it. I think, uh, I think I'm going to go with Rice. Because here's the thing, and, and you, you convinced me because I just started thinking, I was like, man, like Rice is going to put up some points. They're not going to be amazing, but they're going to put up, let's say they put up 21. Yeah. Then you're asking an option offense to score 45? Exactly. Army, I think you're right. I'm yeah. going to go with Rice. I'm switching. I'm going to Rice uh, plus 23 and a half. I feel like this is like an I'm gonna, honor. I, I, no, this, no, yeah, you, no, you talked me. I was, I was right on the cusp no. of it. I'm going to owe you a drink when he finishes with a sub-500 record at the okay. end By of the one game. So thank By you. By one game. Yeah, I'm going to go, with, I'm gonna yeah. go with Rice uh, plus 23 and a half yeah. like I always did. What's next, Max? Uh, Mr. Wilson will be excited about this. Oh, one. yes. Mm. Montana State going to the South Plains, taking on Texas Tech, 3, 3 p.m. Saturday. No line, of course, but uh, who needs one? Uh, quick, what is Montana State's mascot? Mm, it's like the Bobcats. The Bobcats. Ding, 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 ding. Thank you. Do you have any idea where Montana State is? <laughs> uh, it's, it's not – is it Billups? It is in – uh, yeah, a uh, Bozeman. Bozeman. So Bozeman. Uh, Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Yellowstone lately. And yeah. I'm really enamored with the state of Montana. Um, I, I am extremely interested in this game, not be- from a results perspective. Tech is going to win the game. And if they don't, uh, Tech's going to win the game. Uh, but I'm interested just in, in what a Matt Wells Tech team looks like. Because we don't, you know, we kind of know what a Utah State team looks like. Um, he's inheriting kind of guys, some guys who fit, some guys who don't necessarily fit with his with his style. I'm interested to see what they look like. Texas Tech wins, but I'm a lot more interested in actually getting eyes on the game as opposed right. to what the final score is. A much more vertical offense mm-hmm. uh, is what you'll see in, in Lubbock this year. Uh, going back and looking at some of uh, David Yost's prior mm-hmm. offenses, is they, they run the ball extremely well out of the, out of those sets. They do use a tight end, which is something we haven't seen since Jason Morrow. Uh, mm-hmm. A few years ago, MacArthur's um, finest. MacArthur's finest, and a much more vertical passing game than what you saw under Cliff Kingsbury. And th- they have the talent to do it. Yeah, uh, I think where you really want to see out of Tech is what does their defense look like, and it's a question every year. Um, Patterson is is definitely a guy that's that's well respected, but I think Tech wins uh, by seventeen. Oh <laughs> wow! Only seventeen? Yeah, or seventeen minimum. 
17 minimum. Okay. I was going to say, I think they win pretty comfortably. I, I don't, I don't I, know. I, Montana State is an okay FCS team. They're not bad. They're not lunch meat. This is yeah. not This is yeah. not the Little Sisters of the Poor coming in. But I will say that I think I think Tech it, Again, it's going to be one of those games where in the second quarter, Tech fans are going to be going, why aren't we up by 30 points? Mm-hmm. It, it, people just forget first games are always really tough. Yeah. What's next, Max? Let's talk intrigue, sir. Weird. Let's go down to San Antonio. Incarnate Word. Going into the Alamo to take on UTSA. 5 p.m. Saturday. No line, and thank God, because UTSA might be embarrassed by it. Okay. (laughs) All right. I want (sighs) to. I've been looking forward to this pick from you. All right. Full disclosure. Yes. I'll do this for you. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of fun I, talk in this office about what happens I if a Carnet Word wins think, this game. Okay, so what is the average amount of your average FBS versus FCS game? What do you think is the percentage chance that you would give the average F- FCS team? Eighteen percent. Yeah, a little under twenty, yeah. right? You know, like everything breaks right, maybe it goes crazy, yeah. things like that. This is closer to like sixty forty. Okay, UTSA is the favorite, mm-hmm. okay, and they should be. They are an FBS team. They have all the advantages of being an FBS team. But if you want to draw up the kind of team that can really give UTSA trouble, it's a team that plays with a chip on its shoulder, a team with maybe an outstanding quarterback like John Copeland, uh, a team that's got some defensive guys that, that can be playmakers like West Lambert and Markel Cooks. A team now. It sounds like it sounds like Frank Harris is going to be the quarterback for UTSA, and we know that they've got a new offensive coordinator. We know that Frank Wilson is probably coaching for his job. He may be mm-hmm. coaching for his job in this game. Yeah, I'm gonna play it safe, and I'm gonna go with UTSA. But this you're has, no fun. This has sirens going off all over for me. If and this it game would, is close in the third quarter, baby. Oh my oh, gosh, it is going to be doctor. very interesting. I'm going safe. I'm going UTSA, but just because this is FBS versus FCS, don't just click this one off. This is a game that I you want to go see. Mm-hmm. Uh, incarnate word for me. I'll take incarnate. Yeah. Word. <laughs> and here's, here's the reason why. I like to look at what teams have to play for. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you know every team will tell you they're excited. Every game counts. Yada yada yada. Kind of like the line from Incredibles when everyone's special, no one is. Mm-hmm. I bet that might be the. I first, like that. that. No, that might be the first Incredibles nah. reference you've ever had on the show. That is true. Yes. <laughs> um, Incarnate Word desperately wants the legitimacy of this win. I mean, every game counts. Every game special, but beating their in town, what we would call a rival game for them, this is little brother. Oh, absolutely. This is little brother, and Eric Morris. Don't think that Eric Morris hasn't been talking about this game. For months now. Where did Eric Morse go to college? Uh, Texas Tech, uh, the pride of shallow water. Ah, yes. He's the pride of shallow water, Texas. Um, there is there is a – this is not your average FBS, FBS no. game. This has danger zone written all They've over for They've got a talented UTSA. team. Yes. They really do. And a team that got really good toward the end of last year, yeah. too. They started super slow, and then they caught fire. And, yeah, I think that – this is – I'm taking UTSA, but this is a game I'm like – Tech's going to beat Montana State. Mm-hmm. That I'm, I have almost no, no worries about now that I've just jinxed it. Um, but <laughs> I heard I, it here first. But this game is good. <laughs> this game has sirens going off for me. So what's next, Max? The line I was most confused by because mm-hmm. I guess I need to be educated. SMU going to Arkansas State, 6 p.m. Saturday. Arkansas State, two and a half point favorites. Yeah, I don't, I don't hell? necessarily explain, understand this. Explain this to me, Tepper. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you. Basically, Gambling genius. Well, basically, they think that like Arkansas State's defense should be pretty decent. Uh, they were okay last year. They should be pretty decent this year. Uh, They're a team that is particularly good generally against the pass. SMU does have a new, a new quarterback in, in Shane Bouchelle. Uh, new. I mean, he's hardly a rookie, though. But he's new to the he's system. He's battle-tested. He's battle-tested. New to the system. SMU's got some questions. SMU is going uh, on the road here to Arkansas State. They're basically calling this a draw, right, and giving State the points? Basically, yeah. yeah they're yeah. giving them the home field advantage. They're saying this is that on a neutral site. If they were played, say, I don't know, AT&T Stadium in Arlington, this game would be a coin flip. Yeah. I'm going to take SMU. I think they come. I think that last year, Sonny Dykes and company came out flatter than maybe any other team in the country if you saw that game against north texas it was ugly 
I think they take that personally. I think they have an opportunity to really flip the script and start the season on the good foot. I think they do it. I'm going to take SMU in the points. I like SMU plus two and a half. Arkansas State for me, and going back to my previous point, who has what to play for? Mm-hmm. And I think we would all say what has happened at Arkansas State with Coach Anderson's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will have a team highly motivated mm-hmm. to play their hearts out. And at home, it's yeah. going to be a very emotional game. Yeah. And it could go one of two ways. Right. Emotional games like this following a, tr- a tragic loss like go, this. Go off the rails, too. Right, it could really yeah. go off the rails. Yeah. Uh, I think they come out and play like their hair is on fire. You're probably okay. right. You're probably right. Boo. I took SMU. You should be rooting for him. I don't know. For anymore, I'm rooting for I'm rooting I'm rooting for a swift and easy death. You're rooting for the segment to end. I'm rooting for the meteor. <laughs> What's next, Max? <laughs> 6 p.m. Saturday in Waco, the Jacks under new head coach Colby Carthel, fan favorite around these parts, taking on Baylor. No line. All right, so Baylor's Baylor's gonna win this game. Okay, yeah. Baylor's at home. Baylor's an FBS team that I think has a chance to be a sleeper in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, really solid pro, really good team. They bring back Charlie Brewer. There's a lot to really like about this Baylor team on the whole. Um, that said, another game keep worth keeping your eye on, specifically because Colby Carthel's a madman. And Colby Carthel, if he wants to win friends and influence people in Nacogdoches, Texas, he's going to pull out all the stops. If you've never seen his commerce teams play, they play wild and mm-hmm. Full out hair His on fire. Love him. His players love him. They are going to go. They are going to throw everything they've got at Baylor. It won't be enough. They're probably just a little under talented right, right now. But this is going to be this is going to be a fun game that at times is going to make Baylor fans like really tense. Yep. Uh, it won't matter. Baylor will win. But I like. Uh, but but I think this is going to be a fun game. Baylor wins. Uh, Colby Carthel though is a guy to really keep an eye on for mm-hmm. eventual openings. I think in the next two years, mm-hmm. if he has a really good year at, at SFA, or even two years, uh, he's going to be destined for great. You're going to have some. You're going to have some FBS teams knocking oh, on his door. Oh, for sure. I thought some FBS teams should have knocked on his door after he won. That uh, well, title look at UTSA. Counters. Yeah. I mean, could Colby Carthel go into UTSA in a year or two years and make a difference? Yeah. I think he could. Feels like a fit. Uh, what's next, Max? More purple versus green. Gross. Mm. Abilene Christian going up to Denton, 6.30 p.m. Saturday. Take on the mean green. No line. Um, A&M Commerce. Or, I'm sorry, A&M Commerce. Uh, good AC, good other, try. A, other ACU. Good try. Um, uh, Abilene Christian is better than people think. Um, I think I think Adam Doral, their their coach, is, is is a really he's building something there. They've got a couple of playmakers I really like, like Jeremiah Chambers, and, and their uh, their quarterback Luke Anthony is a stud. And if North Texas's secondary is not up to its up to where it should be, then they're going to struggle. But the 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 issue is that the defense is going to be. Uh, I think I think Mason Fine could shred them. And that's going to be a problem. Yeah. So North Texas wins this game uh, in what could be a, a fun offensive romp. That, and again, what do people have to play for? This is a showcase game for Mason Fine. Put up big numbers and lead the nation in passing mm-hmm. going into the week two, and and make that big statement. I, I like North Texas uh, to score a lot in this game. Okay, the key to any good marriage is doing what your wife tells you to do. <laughs> that's what I've one thousand percent. That's what I've learned in eighteen years of marriage. Yes. My wife, I was going through this with my wife last night, and mm-hmm. she said, what's the coach with a really strong jaw? Mm-hmm. I said, Seth Luttrell. She said, that's the guy. He's at North Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, that's right. She goes, you pick him every game Yep. because we want to see more of him. Got it. Her and her friends. Ah. So this is a very, very scientific pick. It's got a lot of research behind it. But Mrs. Wilson said, Seth Luttrell and the Mean Green. Mm-hmm. We're going Seth Luttrell and the Mean Green. Kyle Chandler. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. a very – yeah, that's, uh, that's a smart pick. I – I appreciate um, your rigor mm-hmm. and, and you <laughs> coming. You. I, I appreciate the seriousness with which you take America's Favorite segment. Thank you. If I could wink into the camera right now, let me just, if I can, just real quick. I did it. There, there we go. go. There What's go. next, Max? Oh, baby. Uh, <laughs> Louisiana Tech taking on number 10, Texas, 7 p.m. Saturday. Texas, 20-and-a-half point favorite. Seems a little rich for me, but I don't know. Um, I mean, basically, this is Vegas saying we believe that Texas is back, right? We believe that Texas is a big deal. Uh, look, uh, again... Will they have any running backs healthy for this game? Right. That's part of it, is that they're going to be banged up. It sounds like Colin Johnson's hurt a little... Or uh, the a lot of their running backs are, are really banged up. Uh, it sounds like Jordan... Uh, it sounds like Keontae Ingram's going to be back for it, although he'll be rusty. Yep. Jordan Whittington? 
Last time we saw him was at AT&T Stadium we in Arlington. We were standing next to each we other. We were standing next to each other, and we were a bit like, oh, oh, oh. oh. That, that, this is real. Yeah, he's just going to run past everybody. Um, this is a better Louisiana Tech team than maybe people realize. Uh, I think they've got a great quarterback with Jamar Smith and Adrian Hardy, their receiver. They're gonna, they, they've got a chance to hit some big plays. A lot of, a lot of it's going to fall on whether or not the Texas secondary can contain them. Um, the defense is replacing some stuff. And so this is going to be a real telling story for Texas's offense. They should be able to score, and they should be able to score in bunches. Uh, beating a team by 21 is a lot, um, but I think they do it. I'm going to go with Texas uh, minus 20 and a half. As long as my mom doesn't watch the segment, okay. I'm, I'm okay with saying this. And there's a pretty good chance she will watch this mm-hmm. segment. Uh, I take Texas at home. Um, the pain you say? There's a little bit of pain in my voice to say that. <laughs> However, uh, Texas has a lot of great pieces. They've always had great talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that we saw a team that got stronger as the year went on last year. They're going to build on that. The excitement is, is back in Austin mm-hmm. uh, where you saw a student body that was really – uh, non-existent for a long time. Really, there were a lot of people that just were non-existent. I think you'll see a rowdy crowd there at home. I think so, too. And uh, I, I'll take Texas in. And Night game helps, too. Yeah. Night game, get people a little bit uh, fired up for the game, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, excited. That's a nice way of putting they'll it. Have an ex- they'll have an excited, excited, loud Highly crowd. motivated. Highly motivated crowd. Uh, what's next, Max? The Week 1 Sadness Bowl. Mm. Poor, poor Houston Baptist. Been a rough few years for Coach Sheely trying to get that thing off the ground. But they're trying. Taking on UTEP out of the Sun Bowl. Another team. Just trying. Saturday, 7 p.m., no line. Uh, the Houston Baptist went winless in Southland last year. This is a team that is is struggling. Riding the struggle bus a bit. A couple of players I really like. I like Bailey Zappi. I do yep. think he's the future of the, the victorious Victoria kid. Yep. Um, I think he's the future for for the quarterback. I think they've got some guys who could be playmakers like Jareth Stearns at the receiver spot. Um, look, UTEP is far from a finished product, but everything we hear out of El Paso is that this program is ready to take a step. Not not like contend or anything, but get to that like four win mark. If they're gonna, they better win this game. Uh, I think that I think UTEP wins this game in front of uh, at, at the Sun Bowl, and I think they they come home with a win. Start one now. Can somebody tell me what the Houston Baptist mascot is? Huskies. Huskies. Okay. Pet peeve of mine is having a mascot that doesn't match the geographical <laughs> place. You know, mm-hmm. no, absolutely. Like Utah Jazz. Right. That doesn't make it any doesn't sense. make sense. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's true. It, you know, Huskies. Los Angeles right. Lakers. Right. But I, let's but let, and and can contrast that with. The UTEP Miners, where you are right by the mountains, you can you can you can stick a pickaxe yeah. in, in the campus yeah. and I feel mean, like, oh yeah, sense. I get it. Yes, it makes sense. I do not belong in the in the heat and humidity of Houston. Sure. We saw that mm-hmm. uh, last month in Houston. Mm-hmm. We, we did. saw that. We did. Huskies have no business mm. in the heat and humidity of Houston. <laughs> uh, UTEP wins handily. Again, the science that you approach Flawless this with logic. is just. I think is... whenever you guys invite me on here, you think I'm just pulling something out no. of thin oh, air. No, no, no. Is... I appreciate I appreciate you taking this with the seriousness that that guy doesn't. So yeah, thank no you. Huskies in Houston. Thank you. What's next, Max? Fair enough. Who who could argue with that? Don't tell my wife, or we'll never move to Houston. Wait, maybe. Oh, That's a good I, thing. I'm torn. I'm torn. Arkansas Pine Bluff taking on TCU 7 p.m. Saturday. No line. Uh, just another question, kind of like we were talking about the Tech game. Like, TCU's not in danger of losing this game, but um, giant flashing red question marks about the offense, uh, quarterback. specifically quarterback. Quarterback. What does the quarterback look like? What does the offense look like? I am fairly certain the defense is going to come out and just dominate Arkansas Pine Bluff. Uh, the question is going to be, what do they do when they have the ball? What do they look like? Who steps up? Who gets the ball to people like Jalen Rager? Big questions about quarterback. This is another game that, look, the game's going to end 45-14 to 14 or whatever it does, mm-hmm. but I want to see how it progresses. The mm-hmm. how in this game is a lot more than the, the what at the end of it. It's got to be so uh, frustrating as a TCU fan to always have a question at quarterback. I mean, been basically it, since Dalton. It, well, I mean, you could you could argue uh, the quarterback who was the oh um, Boykin Boykin. I'm sorry. You yeah, could argue I was like, Boykin. yeah, Boykin. Easy Tepper. Calm down. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. It, it's got to be frustrating, and to go into it, consistently have such a good defense. Now, a little bit down last year, a mm-hmm. lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. Another question I have is why do they always have so many injuries? 
I don't know. I can't answer that. Um, TCU, I think it'll be an ugly win. I think it'll be one of those things where people kind of walk away going, Ugh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll know. Like, if they come, if, if this game's 34 3, then I feel like TCU fans are going to walk out there and be like, golly. And, like, if there's like a defensive score, which there probably will be, people are going to subtract that from people the People are going to be like, oh, man, like, I don't know about this. What happens when we play, you know, Baylor? What happens when we play, uh, you know, Iowa State? When you get into an offensive shootout, yeah. how are we going to win those games? Right. Exactly right. So, but TCU wins. TCU wins. Yeah. Finally, Max. That's right, folks. You came to the place with the expert who completely forgot that Trayvon Boykin existed. My bad. He knows everything about football, and he's going to tell you more about what he knows. I'm sorry. Here when we talk about Houston taking on number four, Oklahoma, 6.30 p.m. Sunday. Oklahoma, 25-point favorites. Tell us everything. So this is – I feel like this line is is both both a little bit too respectful for Oklahoma and specifically Oklahoma in Norman and – is this a disrespectful line to Houston? Yes. I think this is a disrespectful line to Houston. Um, Look at the other lines. I mean, yeah. This 20, is Houston. 25-point favorite? I mean, basic. that is – that's a lot. Um, look, Oklahoma's probably going to win this game. Now, if they don't, we've certainly got something. Like but I, I, I wonder, you know, we're going to find out a lot about this Houston offense. I think that for all the talk about Dana Holgerson – being there, that's obviously big, but the guy who's not there is Kendall Bryles, and Kendall Bryles was the one who really dialed up a lot of what made Houston's offense so good last year. What does De'Eric King look like in a Houston offense? But here's the the, the thing is, I think Houston's going to score enough to keep this thing closer than 25. I don't know if they're going to stop them. Uh, I think that I think Oklahoma might win by three touchdowns, but I think Houston keeps this within 25 points. I'm going to take Houston plus 25. I just think this is a little overcooked a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Houston, not straight up on the win. No. Oklahoma doesn't come close to beating them by 25, and here's the reason why. Oklahoma has struggled with wide-open offenses, good quarterback play, a mobile quarterback mm-hmm. that's not going to sit back there and let them you know, pin their ears back and come after him. Yeah, you do that, he's going to run for 150 yards on the day and, and uh, cause a lot of problems for you. Dana Holgerson will demand perfection mm-hmm. and demand toughness. Now, what I would say is uh, a, a team that you inherit will go one of two ways. They'll either tank and just completely disregard you if, if you're upper class heavy. Uh, if you're not, I think that there's a good chance. We, I think it was 10 years ago that TCU mm-hmm. went into Norman. Beat them. And beat a team very much like this Oklahoma team, a, a team that had a question at quarterback. Uh, probably overlooked them a little bit. Houston's a dangerous team. I agree. They have a ton of talent. I agree. I think that this. I think this game. I think this game is close at halftime. Mm-hmm. I think Oklahoma pulls away and wins. But I think asking them to win by more than three touchdowns is really yeah. asking a lot for a, a t- uh, for an offense that does have a lot of new pieces. In it. I would be skittish with anything over seventeen. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, so twenty five. I think is just a, a disrespectful line to Houston. I, I think I think Houston keeps that keeps that thing close. So my free money picks uh, for week one. I've got Texas A and M minus thirty four at home against Texas State. I've got Rice plus twenty three and a half at Army. I've got Texas State over Montana State. I've got UTSA over Incarnate Word. But sound the sirens. Uh, I got SMU plus two and a half at Arkansas State. I've got Baylor over SFA. I've got North Texas over Abilene Christian. I've got Texas minus 20 and a half at home against Abilene Christian. I'm sorry, against Louisiana Tech. I've got UTEP over Houston Baptist. I've got TCU over Arkansas Pine Bluff. And I've got Houston plus 25 over Oklahoma. Matt Wilson of the Arlington Convention Visitors Bureau and the Arlington Sports Commission, uh, thank you for uh, treating this segment with the respect and the gravitas mm. that it deserves. Thank you for, Great word. for your courage. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for Most coming welcome. in. And uh, I guess we'll do this again later this year. Let's do it. All right. And there they were. The worst segment in America. Uh, but it means season's here, so I guess that's good, right? Um, yeah, I accidentally switched over to the other video, but that's, that's fine because you're going to have to watch it anyway. Um, finally today... Uh, we've gotten through Greg's high school picks. We've gotten through uh, college picks against the spread with free money. And now we're going to close things out with our interview with Rob Tharp of, of North Texas Honda. We've got a great partnership with North Texas Honda and they're the Honda Helpful uh, crew uh, all over high school football games in North Texas. And uh, the guys talked about it uh, last week, and we're uh, really excited to share it with you now.
Here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, we are proud to partner once again in year two with the Help of North Texas Honda Dealers. Uh, our partnership honoring uh, community helpers from across North Texas. Uh, you know, Texas is so fortunate to have so many great individuals that give back to their community in so many different ways. Uh, and thanks to the support of the, of the North Texas Honda Dealers, we're excited to yet again shine a light on some very helpful individuals across the Metroplex. And here to talk about that is the new board president of the North Texas Honda Dealers. It is uh, Rob Tharp. Rob, appreciate you uh, stopping in with us. Thanks for having me. Um, so so first and foremost, you know, our first season with the, with the helpful Honda dealers um, w- was such a success, and we heard so many great things about it. Games in, in Paris, Rockwall, big rivalry game in, in Burleson, uh, and, and we got a lot queued up for the fall, but, but really at the end of the day, Friday nights, uh, so much more than just about football uh, that drives it. You know, in a, can you kind of put into words as far as why this is such a good partner? We know why it's such a good partnership for us. We love partnering with the Helpful Honda dealers. Why is this and, and connecting with, with high school football in Texas such a, such a perfect fit for, for the Helpful Honda dealers? Well, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas football is gigantic to begin with. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's a culture. But more importantly is a lot of the dealerships that are around town organically were doing it on their own. Mm-hmm. And so when we had an opportunity to pull our resources together, and really do it together as a team, we could do so much more and not have you know, our own staff out there. Uh, we could actually team up and have a staff of people and uh, to be able to give back and uh, to drive that into the community. It's been good. That's, that's fantastic. And, you know, we are, we love the, one of the things that I love about this, this partnership is, is the, the, ra- the random acts of helpfulness. You guys have, uh, you guys will just show up and, and just make people's day, which just makes me very happy. I know that recently you guys were out in Weatherford and you, you surprised them with some, uh, some ice cream uh, after, uh, you know, after practice. Uh, can, can you kind of tell us what you guys have been up to this summer uh, out in their communities? I know there have probably been a lot of people watching this who have, who have seen you guys around. Can you tell us a little bit about what you guys have been up to this summer? Sure. So we did some uh, pedicabs at the state fair. Oh and, man! Uh, yeah, yeah, we dude. Just... As somebody who's made that walk, <laughs> I'm gonna find you guys next time. <laughs> we uh, we also have a tanker truck. It's real, and mm-hmm. uh, we go around and we fill your your Honda up. And uh, we've also we've popped into the Rangers game and just gave free haircuts. Uh, we remodeled uh, teachers' lounges and school in school rooms, uh, and it just really truly is random. I actually had a customer the other day called and said, "Hey." Where's the tanker truck going to be tomorrow? <laughs> and I said, well... That's not how this works. <laughs> I said, well, it's, it's ran, random acts. Of, okay. <laughs> so, uh, but it's been fun. We've had a great time with it. It's been really fun to watch you guys kind of out there, out and about in the community. And, and I know that that's kind of the, the spirit of what you guys are doing at the, at the Helpful Honda Dealers. Um, you know, as far as uh, connecting with, with, with Texas high school football, um, you know, on, on a Friday night, you know, we, we talk about how it's just a lot more than just the game. It's a lot more than the 48 minutes that, that go that go on between there. Uh, how important is, is it for you guys to make sure you're connecting uh, with uh, the, the parents and connecting with the, the, the fans and, and the band and all that? You know, we talk so much about football, but, but it really seems like you guys want to bring the community aspect back into it. Absolutely. We're deeply rooted. We have a lot of good dealers here in North Texas, and they give a lot to the communities it means a lot to them their kids go to these schools obviously they pay taxes in, the, in mm-hmm. those cities but more importantly is is it's just about giving back a hundred percent and you know if you've been a part of that fabric and culture that environment you know how important it is growing up to, to the kids uh, it was to me growing up. Yeah, and, and you know that that actually segues very well into kind of you know we're getting to know you. Uh, you are you're relatively new on the scene for us. Uh, we we've talked with with your predecessor before as the the board president of the North Texas Honda Dealers. Uh, before I'm, I'm it, give people a little bit of background on, on you and your connection to Texas high school football. Uh, huge. Um, I was born and raised in this area, mm-hmm. and so you know started from Pop Warner as you grew up as a kid here in Texas. Uh, all your friends, all your buddies, uh, everybody. It was a uh, it was a main stage to get to the high school level. And then when you got there was to, to mm-hmm. you know, hopefully have some success. But, you know, we start early. Your, your father always start, started you early and, and uh, it transitioned all the way up to high school. But when you do get there, it is a culture beyond no other that you can describe. And then just the coaches and everybody that you really get to to interact with and, and help you grow. And you're a guy who, you know, we hear people talk about, oh, Texas high school football is, is really, you know, important. It's ingrained in our community. But you you understand that. You are somebody who's grown up around it. You're, you're, you're very, uh, you know, uh, authentically involved with, with Texas high school football. And so uh, I want to talk about the 1994 edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football <laughs> while we have you here. Uh, if you will flip uh, over to page 139, you will see uh, Louisville Colony, which... By the way, let me have a word with the all with the the editors of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. It's the Colony, 
Of course, okay. you were a Cougar. Um, there, this was your senior season, Coach Tommy Briggs. You guys were coming off of a five-four and one year the year before. I feel like you guys. Uh, can you give us a, a scouting report on Rob Tharp, the wide receiver? Uh oh. Uh, let's, let's let's hear let's hear how how would how would you as a scout professional scout? That's fundamentally what you are. Uh, how would you scout scout out Rob Tharp, the receiver? Slow, soft hands. <laughs> uh, vertical's not very good. A uh, uh, lot of heart, but. Uh, you know, I really had a great teammate. His name was Anthony Tate. Mm-hmm. And so Tate and I, we off-season, we worked together. But more importantly, he was, he's one of my best friends still today. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he obviously had a little bit more talent than I did. But I would say slow. And, <laughs> and, uh, but you, you, I think you mentioned a, a really important point, and something kind of what we've, we've been driving at here is that, you know, you talk about guys that you have the, that connection with, guys that, that you played with that, that even still two to three years later – you still keep up with you still you know those are relationships bond formed through texas high school football and in a lot of ways to tie it back to what we were talking about with north texas honda dealers that's what it's about this is such a touchstone in people's lives and, and i know that that the north texas honda dealers are just are just proud to to be associated with it and to get out in the community to celebrate texas high school football so so absolutely so the, the fabric that goes into that mm-hmm. of the bond that you have the discipline that's driven in with the not only just the coaches but the teachers because remember i mean no pass to play was, was just really coming on the scene and getting big back then. So, yeah. uh, you know, you had to be dedicated to not only your, your, your studies, but more importantly, the, the relationships that you developed with your coaches and those guys still today. Um, I could sit here and rattle off names, Mark Asano, Scott mm-hmm. Henniger, Mike Lower, Anthony Tate, uh, David Schaefer. These are guys that, I mean, it's a brotherhood. And, you know, I, I, if I ran into those guys today, and I'm getting a little chills just talking about it but thinking about it, but – um, you know, you look back, those guys, you know, it is really, it transcended what the success that they had is, is not only as business people, but as fathers, as families. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a testament really is to, to how much Texas high school football really pulls together people. Yeah, and it's why we feel like it's such a great fit to, to you know, we're, we're, we're happy to, to partner with you guys because it feels like the North Texas Honda dealers are in this for the right reasons. You know, you're, you're in there because you want to get out in the community and help celebrate uh, Texas high school football. Uh, he is Rob Tharp. He is the board president of the North Texas Honda dealers. Make sure you check out their website, ntxhondadealers.com. Uh, um, Rob, really appreciate your time. And, uh, I mean, we can – do you have any more eligibility left? We can probably get you out there running some drills if you want. <laughs> well, I said I was slow a couple of times. <laughs> but, uh, no, you know, I don't think I'm eligible anymore. But okay. uh, I still enjoy watching high school football. In fact, I've got some, believe it or not, as you get these friends, there, their kids are playing. Mm-hmm. And so we get to go to chance to go watch them. And it's a little bit of nostalgic, but it's, it's great. It's fantastic. Rob, appreciate you stopping by, and uh, best luck this season. Thanks. I appreciate it. And there they were. Rob Tharp, Greg Tepper. No final thoughts today. Uh, just go enjoy the football. The 2019 season's here. Can't wait to see the action tonight, tomorrow night, and everything uh, in between. And uh, we'll see you guys Monday. Uh, Vince Young, all that stuff. I have the trophies over there. I'm not going to go do it. Uh, we'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today.